Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome to Positively Wrestling. It is our debut episode. I am Tim Kennard. Of course, along with me is Steven Davidson. He is the heel to my face. He is the gobbledy to my gooker <laughs> and the brain to my gorilla. How you doing today, Steve? Hanging in there. How's it going on your end? Pretty good. Pretty good. Are you excited? It is our debut episode. We're kicking things off. It's going to be a heck of a week. Stuff planned for every single day. Uh, and of course, this is our first episode proper uh where we'll be taking a look back this week at the things that have gone on in the world of professional wrestling as well as doing a little bit of a a survivor series preview and predictions towards the end uh we're going to jump right in uh and get this thing started Uh, i think the biggest uh thing we can do is start with our three count it's one of our special um segments we're going to be doing this every single show uh of course the, the challenge was for this one, uh, top three underrated wrestlers, in your opinion. Uh, and we both went in, in different directions with this, but that's fine. It's okay. A um, little bit for everybody, I think. And I'm going to let you kick off with your number three underrated wrestler. All right. So my number three underrated wrestler of all time. For me, I chose the Honky Tonk Man. The Honky Tonk Man touted himself as the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. I don't know if that's true, but he doesn't get the credit for making that title into something big. It was already big when he got it. But one of the great moments that people still talk about is when the Ultimate Warrior destroyed him in 31 seconds at SummerSlam 88 and took that title from him. That was only a big moment because of the way he had carried himself through his year plus intercontinental title reign. And he was the ultimate heel. He was a main eventer. People were pay- He was main eventing shows with Randy Savage. And people were paying money to see him get beat and lose that title. He was drawing crowds. And I don't think he gets credit for it because he wasn't a world champion or maybe because he wasn't the greatest technical expert. But uh, Honky Tonk Man does not, in my opinion, get the credit that he deserves. So he's my number three. That's a great pick. Uh, I can't disagree with that at all. Uh, My number three um, is Daphne. Uh, Of course, Daphne uh, showed up in WCW. She was a big part of Impact Wrestling, or when it was called TNA, actually. Um, And for me, she was just in the women's division, uh, in Impact especially, uh, she was such an integral part, always had such great character work. um, But and could do kind of the extreme matches as well and the hardcore type stuff. Uh, But unfortunately for her, they never really let her grab that brass ring, so to speak, uh, and was never really a title uh, holder. And then of course she had an injury that kind of cut her career short and we never got to fully realize I was always hoping she would come to WWE proper. And I think she would have been a great addition to their women's division but unfortunately it just, it just never got to happen. And I, I think she just didn't get enough credit for TNA's women's division, which at the time was doing pretty good. 
And this is at a time when uh, I think WWE was still, uh, they were kind of in that in-between time after the Trish and Lita stuff before we got to the revolution that we have now where they were kind of hit or miss and it was kind of the divas. Um, so I, that's why I really appreciated Daphne's work. She's my number three. Excellent. All right. So for my number two pick from the same time period, I'm going with Tito Santana. Tito, I don't know, for those of you who weren't around when Tito was around, he was a mainstay and he was a part of so many important things. He was, he was in the first match at the first WrestleMania. He was a former Intercontinental Champion. He was a former Tag Team Champion. And Ricky Steamboat gets a lot of talk for maintaining a lengthy, noteworthy career while never turning heel. And Tito Santana did the same thing. He was never a heel a day in his life. And he always had great matches. He was in there making people like Mr. Perfect and Ted DiBiase look like well, a million bucks. Um, that was not intentional. But once once I knew I was going to say it, I didn't back off from it, Tim. You I had to go for it, it, man. I just went with it. Um, <laughs> but Tito was always in there. He never let you down. He always put on a great performance. He was a top babyface constantly. And by top babyface, I don't mean he was in the main events all the time. But people loved him, and he got a reaction, and he was over. Uh, he was there at the end of Survivor Series 1990 in the main event match with Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. They were in the the survive the Ultimate Survivor match at the end. Everybody who won their previous matches came back at the end, and we had the faces on one side and the heels on another side. Storyline that made no sense. I don't know how <laughs> you would how how do you determine in a story who's a heel and who's a face? But that's what we had, and he was. The face team was only three people, Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, and Tito Santana. And I just don't feel like people talk enough about Tito Santana. And uh, he was a big part of WWF at its, at its, if not its peak, at the time when it became a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, Tito Santana, great. Always loved watching his matches when I was younger. The quintessential good guy. Um, great choice. Uh, rolling into my number two, I'm going with someone on in the current roster of WWE and that is Nikki cross second woman on my list. Um, I really feel that she is such a great performer and that she hasn't really been given that time to shine. She got a little bit of it in NXT, but they never put the strap on her. Um, and since moving to, uh, the main roster, she has, I, kind of languished i mean i love what they did when they paired her with alexa bliss they of course won the women's tag team championships so yes she has held a title but she hasn't been given uh the singles run that i think she has in her i I think she could totally do that um we'll talk a little bit later when we get into uh some of the shows we're reviewing and some of those news stories with what i think might be in her future what i hope is in her future uh fantasy booking wise um but yeah, I think she's a great performer and she has so much energy. It's infectious and just, I get tired watching her because <laughs> yeah. she's just running around the ring going crazy. It's almost like a tiny ultimate warrior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and hopefully, you know, she's forgot time. So she oh, may- yes. Yeah. All right. Number one for me, again, the same era. I didn't set out to choose three people from the same era, but that's kind of what happened um, as I thought back to to those who I just feel like either never got the chance, kind of like you were saying, to shine or just don't get the credit from fans today that I think they should. And so number one for me is Marty Jannetty. 
uh, he's become, his name has almost become an insult. When you have a tag team, people say, I wonder which one's going to be the Shawn Michaels and which one's going to be the Marty Jannetty. And I don't think that's fair. It's true that his career did not go in the same direction <laughs> as Shawn Michaels. I, he must have set a record for the number of times that WWF slash E fired someone. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody's come close to that. Um, but it wasn't because of his talent. Let me tell you, when the Rockers were a tag team, they were pretty much even in terms of talent. Marty was every bit as good as Shawn Michaels was at that time. Now, Shawn Michaels got better and better and better and became one of the greatest of all time. That's not even arguable, I don't think. Marty didn't have that chance. And yeah, it's his own fault for the life choices he made, but I'm talking talent. And to say who's going to be the Shawn and who's going to be the Marty, I, I think that's insulting to Marty, to, to the memory of the wrestler, Marty Jannetty. Um, his life is no better now than it has been. I don't know if you followed his social media post and the craziness he's gotten into in recent months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll let, we'll let you all look that up. This is yeah. already going to be a long show as it is. Um, and, and brace yourselves folks when you do that, if you don't know what we're talking about, but in the ring, he was every bit as good as Shawn Michaels. People don't talk about that at, when they were a tag team. I'm not saying 1989 Marty Jannetty was as good as 2005 Shawn Michaels. I'm saying that, when they were a tag team, he was every bit as good. And I don't know, he could have gone on to to be one of the greats if he'd kept his head on straight. So number one was Marty Jannetty for me. A good pick. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I don't like how his name has become synonymous with being bad. Yeah, it's a pejorative. Yeah, he I just, it as a pejorative. But, um, but yeah, Marty Jannetty, uh, things in his life would have went different. Who knows? Sky would have definitely been the, the limit. Um, for not, for my number one, I went with Tommy dreamer, um, mm. Tommy, uh, mainstay, obviously of ECW, uh, of course has went on to be in WWE once they absorbed ECW, uh, and also has been an impact, uh, has shown up on the indie circuit. He's got his own house, hardcore thing going on now, still staying in the biz. Um, but at the time, I, I just don't think he got enough credit for really carrying ECW the way he did. I mean, he was pretty much the backbone. Um, he was the heart and the backbone of ECW and ECW wouldn't have survived. I don't believe without Tommy dreamer there to be the one to carry that torch and um, to carry that company. Now, I mean, obviously Paul Heyman and other people behind the scenes uh, helped carry it, obviously, but I think from a locker room morale standpoint, um, and I mean, even in ring, I mean, you knew he was going to put on a good match. He was going to tell a good story, great hand in the ring. He won championships, even though that was never his intention uh, as a performer. He said that in several interviews that he won titles because people left yep. and jumped ship. And uh, he knew he had to pick up that torch and, keep the company going. And I don't think he gets enough recognition for that. I think a lot of people think of him as an afterthought. And I think he's definitely hall of fame worthy in my book. Um, he, he never even wanted to beat Raven. Yeah. He insisted that Raven win every match they had. And eventually he did beat Raven, but he didn't really even want to do that. He was and, all about the story. And those type of performers just, I think they never get the the due credit that they're supposed to the ones that they know, it's a good story. I'll put you over. I don't care about winning or losing, you know, 
It's a lot like what Daniel Bryan's doing today. Yeah. A yeah. great, great comparison. Yeah. Daniel Bryan not shying away from getting other performers over and building the business to have a future. Yeah. To keep going. But yeah, so that's our debut segment of the three count. We'll be doing that every show. Um, but also we want to roll into the show proper and we'll be picking uh Towards the end of the show, I'll be letting you know what next week's three count is going to be. I don't um, even know yet. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but let's uh, let's get started with the news proper. I mean, the biggest uh, news story I think we have to we have to kick off with is Zelina Vega and mm-hmm. being released from WWE. This is a powder keg. Yeah, this one. Who hard to stay positive on our positively wrestling show? <laughs> We're starting off uh, starting off dubiously here, aren't we? But to be fair. Uh, we're positive about the wrestling. Some of the stuff that isn't necessarily the wrestling, eh, that's a gray area. Uh, and this definitely goes in there, of course. Um, if you've been following the news sites or wrestling in general in the past uh, month, uh, the ongoing situation with people who have outside, like Twitch channels, um, YouTube channels. Yeah. And them wanting to take over those uh, WWE when I say they um, and or have them shut down. And some of the performers have went against that. Um, Paige was very outspoken about it, of course. And uh, now with the release of Zelina Vega, um, it's just, it's crazy time um, to think about, how they're treating the independent contractors and telling them they can't have a source of income outside of WWE um, in, in that way. And yeah, like I say, technically it's within their rights to do so, but I just think it's very, very dirty. And it leaves me with a very dirty feeling. Um, it it, it, it kind of makes them a-holes. Um they they are within their rights. And if it's in the contract and it's a contract violation, then technically they're not in the wrong, but do you have to enforce it? I mean, if look, look at where we are, right. We're in COVID. Um, they're not having live crowds. Um, everything's down right now. All business is down, not just wrestling business. Every business is down right now and they have to pay their own in medical insurance um, they, and they're not all, despite what people think, they're not all millionaires, right? Selena Vega is not a millionaire. She's not a main eventer. She's not Roman Reigns. She's not Sasha Banks. She's not, she's not at the top of the card. Um, so not only that though, you've got someone like Paige who has, uh, has taken to Twitch as emotional support. Yes. And why, why enforce it if there's more at stake? Now it's possible they've they've been doing virtual meet and greets, which kind of is in the cameo realm. Um, and the cameo is another one that they asked everyone to shut down. Um, so I wonder if they have something in mind uh, under their own umbrella along these lines. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's just I'm just trying to figure out why it's so important. 
to to Vince, because I, I think it is Vince from what we hear. We don't know for yeah. sure. We're not on the inside. We, we're not talking to anybody in there, but just that's what it seems like, that it's it's Vince who, for whatever reason, insists on on shutting down these third-party agreements. And now one thing I will push back a little bit on the fans for, and I've been seeing this, and I'm not, I'm, it, it irks me. Um, they're a little bit on some of them, not all of them. I won't even say a lot of them, but some of them get on their high horses a little bit and say, why would anyone support this company? Why would anyone stop watching WWE or you're a bad person? <laughs> um, they, they typed that. I, I, I didn't know how to spell it until I saw that on Twitter. Um, <laughs> well, here's why, because no matter what you do, Vince McMahon's going to be a multimillionaire. If WWE shut down, before we finish recording this podcast, Vince McMahon would still be a multimillionaire. It doesn't matter what you do. You're not going to hurt Vince McMahon. But who you are going to hurt is Caleb Braxton and Byron Saxton and Dana Brooke and the ring technician, the, the people who put the rings together or put the steel cages together. Those are the people you're going to hurt by not supporting. So I'm supporting a lot of people who quite frankly, entertain me and help me get through 2020. And I'm not going to stop doing that. And you're not going to make me feel guilty for it either. Right. Um, so I, I'm not supporting quote unquote Vince McMahon. I'm supporting Sasha Banks and I'm supporting uh, Daniel Bryan, who we've already mentioned. So th- there's a middle ground here. You can be angry at Vince McMahon and he deserves it. I think um, while still kind of taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture. If you don't want to watch WWE, don't. I'm not telling you to watch something you don't want to watch. I'm just saying if you do want to watch it, you don't have to guilt yourself into not watching it. And certainly don't try to guilt other people into not watching it. That's not positive. That's spreading spreading anger and pointing fingers at people. And stop. Don't do that. If you don't want to watch it, fine. But you don't have to spread that negativity around. Um, Zelina, if you want to support Zelina, go to her Twitch. That's right. Go to her OnlyFans. It was the OnlyFans that did it, apparently, when she opened up the OnlyFans. Uh, that was kind of the last straw, at least according to, you know, you know who. Yeah. Um, Meltzer. Um, but uh, you can still support Zelina Vega without taking your support away from other people who need your support as well. Agreed. Yeah, I hope everything finally gets worked out with this this kind of nasty situation with all the other performers. Um, yeah, for me, I agree. It's like it just did they really have to? Because I mean, especially like with Paige, she can't wrestle, right? You know, I I don't see why that's such a a bad thing. And like and for, like we spoke the other day about this. If their stream or whatever they're doing, they're not, you know doing wrestling stuff or talking about wrestling. Mm-hmm. If they're just talking about what they like, their hobbies, like Zelina Vega's only fans, it's just her cosplays. Yeah. I'm like, which are awesome. If you haven't seen, yes, them, no, she has some great cosplays. Yeah. Uh, some of the mortal Kombat ones were yes. just top notch. Um, Hikaru yeah. Shida is good too. Hikaru Shida. Look up, yeah. look up, look up her cosplay. Chun-Li. Yeah. Awesome. That just, uh, yeah, again, just leaves kind of a bad taste in my mouth. Again, hopefully it gets all uh, sorted out. But, yeah, don't don't stop supporting the people you like and you love. I mean, just because 
you don't agree with what management's doing. Um, it doesn't matter what company you're talking you're talking about. There's going to be somebody high up that does and says things you don't agree with and you don't support. It doesn't matter what company, Coca-Cola, Starbucks, whatever. Um, so if if that's the approach you're going to take, you're not going to be supporting anybody. That includes your local businesses. So yes. um, that that approach isn't going to get anybody anywhere. Agreed. Um, yeah. Anything else to say on the subject before we move I on? I don't think so. All right. Well, let's roll into uh, the next kind of topic. And that is we had several title changes over the past week. Uh, we're going to talk about mm-hmm. the biggest one right off the bat. And that has to be last night or excuse me, Monday night. <laughs> For those that don't know, we record this a day before it airs. <laughs> yes. um, but uh, Drew, Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. regaining the the championship from Randy Orton. WWE championship already. Already. <laughs> Because uh, he just lost it at Hell in a Cell, which is mm-hmm. just a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, this has become a WWE thing lately. People losing their titles on their first defenses. It's, yeah. It's starting to uh, to happen to multiple people. And also, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the past three Survivor Series, or I guess when they've started to do you know, the champion versus champion at Survivor Series for brand mm-hmm. supremacy, there seems to always be a title change last second before we roll into the pay-per-view i know daniel bryan took it from aj styles um wasn't it um uh i blanked on his name on a show before and now i'm blanking on it again (laughs) uh part of the three-man band um drew (laughs) mcintyre no the uh oh jinder mahal jinder mahal okay his, I, I believe he he took his <laughs> right before. Oh no, no, it was a AJ that took it from him. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but yeah. So, but yeah, they seem to be doing these uh, title changes right before rolling into a pay per view to change up the card uh, a little too often. And you're right, the the you know losing on the first defense. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, you know, for some titles, okay, it doesn't hurt it that bad, but for the world titles, that's... I don't like playing hot potato with the world title like that. Occasionally, it's fine, but it's... it's And it hasn't become necessarily a thing for this particular title, um, but, you know, there's another one we'll talk about in a few minutes. Yep. Another title holder who lost in their first defense, and of course, Sasha Banks became known for it until recently. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, it, they, they're leaning into it, but I think there were reasons that they wanted to do it. Um, I think for one, they didn't want a heel versus heel champion match. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. Um, and another, I think it's very likely Orton wins the back and they want to up his number of championship title reigns. I think they might even want him to be, to break that m- mythical 16 and get number 17. So that we only have one standing at the top. Yeah. Um, so uh, just speculation, but you, know, you you have to ask yourself why? Why do such a quick turnaround on that? Um, it was pretty obvious to me that it was going to happen last night with Drew's big elaborate entrance with the kilt and the sword and, and all that. It felt different. Yeah, it, it felt like a, a pay-per-view main event and not mm-hmm. a Raw main event. Yeah. Uh, just the extra little touches. Um, and I think... I think they might even be sowing those seeds to be McIntyre versus uh, Sheamus. 
coming out of this quite mm-hmm. possibly i could definitely see next monday Seamus being like yeah buddy you did great blah 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 broke kick yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it could de- it could definitely happen um that that's that's if mcintyre has the belt after sunday <laughs> it's not a title match nope <laughs> there's a gap. Oh, money in the bank right. briefcase that's right that's right you're talking we'll, the Miz. We'll, we'll get into that when we get into the predictions yeah. um but yeah so uh congratulations drew regaining that uh that title from randy orton uh last night on raw uh next title change you would like to talk about i believe you said you want to touch on some stardom Stardom is not known for title changes. Uh, usually in stardom, when someone wins a title, they hold on to it for a while. Yet there were two title changes in two consecutive nights over the past week. Um, first, on November 14th, the Artists of Stardom Championships changed hands. This is the, the trio's title. We would think of them as a six-man. Um, so Donna Del Mondo, that would be Julia and Micah, and Sherry lost their championships to Oedo Tai, headed up by uh, Natsuko Tora, and then also with Saki Kashima and B. Priestley. Um, this was only Donna Damondo's second title defense, I think. And so it's really rare for, at least from what I've seen, and I've, I've watched um, a number of years of stardom going back through their archives, um, it seems rare at least it's and certainly hasn't happened this year for someone to lose a title so quickly. Um, that's one thing about stardom. Just when you think you have them figured out, they, they throw you a, a curveball. Um, Rossi Ogawa, he, uh, he, he my, he's a step ahead of everybody. Um, so that was a surprise to me. Julia has been pushed really, really hard and deservingly. So, so to see her lose that title, She's still the the Wonder of Stardom champion. Basically, they're they're number two. Um, so she still got that. But just to see her lose any title so quickly was a bit of a surprise to me. But B Priestley seems to win almost every time she steps out there too. Um, so with her being on the team, it wasn't quite so surprising as it would have been without her on the team. Uh, but yeah, so there was there was that. And then the very next night, much much bigger, much bigger. Utami Hayashishta defeating Mayu Iwatani for the World of Stardom Championship. Mayu, Mayu is known as the icon of stardom. She's been there since day one. She was on the first card in January of 2011. Um, in fact, she's been on every stardom show I've watched except one. Wow. I don't know I don't know if she had a dental appointment that day or something. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know why she missed that one. Um, but um, she's been on every one I've seen except one. And she's had that title for over a year. And uh, it was a big, big title change. Uh, I don't know, despite Mayu's tenure and reputation, if it was all that shocking because Utami has definitely been gaining momentum and gaining support from from the audience. She's very popular. Um, Kyrie Sane recently listed her as uh, the uh, wrestler that Kyrie is most interested in watching right now. Um, and that's a compliments don't get much bigger than that. Um, so congratulations to Tommy. She's got her first title defense coming up against Momo Watanabe, who is who I had hoped would eventually beat Mayu. And uh, it's not looking good for Momo. I'm a big Momo fan, but being the first title defense of a super popular new champion, 
probably not going to go Momo's way this time at least. Um, but uh, yeah, huge deal. Anytime that World of Stardom Championship changes hands because it doesn't change hands often. So congratulations to Utami. Yeah. Hayashishka. It's a hard <laughs> one to say. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I like when uh, promotions can can surprise you that that's what we love like yep. surprises if we can't if we have it all figured out it's not as fun to watch <laughs> exactly exactly um another big title change switching over to some nxt uh, talk about surprising title changes yeah of course uh johnny gargano came out and spun the wheel and landed it on leon ruff <laughs> and it was obvious it was going to land on yeah looked at the wheel before he spun it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was pretty obvious what was going to happen there but what was not obvious is uh, how the match ended. Yeah, Leon Ruff picking up the win. Yeah, so and crazy. the title. And the new yeah. North American champion. I would, n- in a million years, I never would have predicted that to happen no. watching NXT. No. Um, so crazy. And again, as we kind of talk back to it, Johnny Gargano, his first defense of it. <laughs> yep. Again, it, he, he's starting to become known for it. He's, he's the Sasha Banks of NXT. Yeah. Um, In that sense, at least. So, I mean, good on Leon Ruff uh, coming up uh, and getting the spotlight. Now, I I, I don't think they're going to keep the belt on him very long. I was going to uh, ask you, where do you think they go from here? I, I kind of think uh, I, I would almost, I would not be surprised if he drops it like in a, like a surprise match on Wednesday night mm-hmm. for the tonight. next show. Tonight for us. Oh, well, technically tonight for those of you listening. Um if you listened on day one, which I that's, hope you did. That's true. We hope you do. Um, but I, I, if not tonight, then definitely in no more than like two or three weeks, uh, they'll throw something together. Probably Gargano winning it back is I where would, I kind of think it'll go. I, this, it reminds me in a way of one, two, three kid and Razor Ramon. Ah. Um, and I would kind of like to see Leon manage to somehow keep it over and over until eventually losing it back to Johnny. But I don't, I wouldn't want him to lose it in the first offense. I, that would drive Johnny nuts, right? That right. Johnny loses it in his first offense, but Leon Ruff doesn't. Oh, that's, that, that's the story I want to see. Um, yeah. Never would have caught it between that and uh, Pat McAfee's stable that he's got going. I'm more interested in the men's side of NXT now in the last couple of weeks than I have been in a very long time. Yes. Love the uh, Pat McAfee stable mm-hmm. uh, and the heels. He's he, God, you just want to hate him. He's such a good heel. <laughs> he is. But you know, I, I, I don't watch football. I would have no idea who he is if he hadn't been doing the kickoff shows for the, for the pay-per-views. That's right. how I know Pat McAfee. And he's so funny and charming on those. So I've come to like him through that. And so <clears throat> I, I, I enjoy watching him do his thing. He's a natural at it. And Pete Dunn can't argue with Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn's awesome, and uh, Oni and Danny Birch—they're—they're they're the kind of wrestlers who I thought would always just kind of be support players and never really get an opportunity to to raise their stature. So I'm I'm glad to see this. I will say Danny Birch—I've had a hard time with, not because of anything he does, not because of his performance, but in the face, he looks like this guy I used to see at the gym who never washed his hands after using the bathroom. Oh, every time I look at Danny Burch, I see that guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
he's not to be trusted. <laughs> it's a negative association. Wash your hands after going to the bathroom, everybody, please. Yeah, you, please. <laughs> you could affect someone's life forever. But, yeah, no. yeah. Love the stable. Love love the stable and love what they're doing with Leon Ruff. And I'll tell you what, um, with Pete Dunn, of course, he had been missing for a while because of the travel restrictions, of course, with the mm-hmm. ongoing pandemic. I'm assuming all he did was push-ups and sit-ups the entire time. That (laughs) dude is ripped. If you go back and look at at the Pete Dunn we first saw, they're almost, you can't tell it's the same guy. Yeah. I mean, just completely jacked. I love that stable. Uh, Obviously, I think we're going to get a big, big showdown with um, the Undisputed Era um, Mm -hmm. at some point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, love what they're doing there. Yeah, and I, I agree. I would love to see him take it away with Leon the way that you're suggesting. I think that would be great. Um, and you could you could spin that a couple months into like a next takeover or something if you do it right. Yeah, mm-hmm. would love to see that. Uh, keeping on NXT, um, we had the reveal finally of who was under the ghost face mask. Yeah, none other than Indy Hartwell. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I love it. I think it's great. I, I love what they're doing with Candice LeRae, too, yeah. lately. Uh, I'm loving her work. Uh, the reveal of Indy was great. Um, excited to see where they go with this going forward. Of course, I know tonight we have uh, a big women's title match uh, yes. on NXT. I'm going to be know. wearing my, uh, when I go out tomorrow, it's it's comic book day. Wednesday. T- today was comic book day. <laughs> we'll, we'll get used to this, Tim. We will. Um, we will. And when I went out to get my comic books, I wore my EO Shirai chalk line jacket. I'm a big EO fan. I know you're a big Rhea Ripley fan. So are we at odds tonight? Uh, I guess we are. I'm, I I'm, guess we are. I'm, I'm wearing my Rhea Ripley shirt right now. Ah. Preparation <laughs> for this match. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think, I think it's going to be a banger of a match. Um, yep. Yo's matches are always great, and and Rhea when she can work with someone uh, who is really good in the ring and a little more flexible, like it's not powerhouse versus powerhouse, mm-hmm. she can have some really really good matches. Yes. Not that I think she has bad matches, but sometimes when Rhea takes on like uh, Gonzalez, mm-hmm. um, good match, but uh, it just didn't have that punch as when she wrestles like EO or mm-hmm. a Candice LeRae or a Dakota Kai or a Tony storm or yeah. a Tony storm. Yeah. Um, but good I'll... to see Indy getting, getting a, a chance to also raise her game. Yes. Uh, the, the more faces we have in the women's division, the better, as long as they get the time to do it, which is still an issue in WWE, not as much in NXT, but still on the main roster. So let's yes. hope they don't build these people up for nothing um but yeah give her give her a shot let's see what she's got i like it i agree um a former nxt champion we move right on into smackdown and the one and only sasha banks big news for sasha right that's right not only did she defend her title successfully yes (laughs) and held on to the belt of course she showed up on a show that we both really enjoy I think we're, are we the only two? Yeah, I think we're the only two that watch that show. We're the only two. Yeah. yeah that's, that's sad. I guess nothing will come of it for Sasha. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure it won't. But now yeah. we're kidding, of course. Talk about the Mandalorian. 
um, for you Star Wars fans out there on Disney Plus and Sasha showed up on the most recent episode debuted is what we'll say because i do believe we will see more of her in future episodes Costco reeves remember that name reeves and uh i mean what a great great debut she's charismatic on the camera she owns it she is the boss Mm -hmm. i think she is someone much like uh cena and Mm -hmm. the rock and he's to that is going to have a, a definite avenue outside of wrestling mm-hmm. uh, in the entertainment business. Yeah. I, I just, I wonder if it will interfere with her wrestling career. Well, I wonder if, if she'll start to be part-time or I wonder if she'll cut it short entirely. I don't know. She loves wrestling. There's no doubt about that. So I don't know if she'd be willing to do that. She's not like, um, she, she's not like some who come in secondhand. Like she grew up, I mean, she did. She she didn't have an in, but she grew up loving wrestling, um, and that's what she wanted to do. But at the same time, doing acting is a lot easier on the body and True. pays more for less time, um, and you can do cameo. Um, so, who's to say? Uh, personally, selfishly, I hope not. But who could blame her? She she told USA Today. I don't know if you saw this, but she told USA Today that she definitely wants to do more. So um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Sasha. But I, we all know she loves wrestling. There's no doubt about that. So maybe she'll find a way to make both work. Um, again, selfishly, that's what I, that's what I hope. Because I'm always down for more Sasha, both on my small screen in the, in the wrestling ring and, well, right now, my small screen in movies, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting that. Yeah, things are, are not great out there right now. That's right. <laughs> um, but hopefully maybe one day on the big screen. Um, and she'd be she'd be good. She she uh, she owned the screen when she was on it in The Mandalorian. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think uh, hopefully she doesn't just disappear and go full on into uh, the entertainment and the acting side. Um, maybe she'll take that kind of Cena approach. You know, there's like maybe a, a role here, a movie here, but she's still mostly wrestling. Mm-hmm. Maybe just has like a month or so off to go film whatever mm-hmm. uh, and then come back. But uh, we wish and, her well. In that, in that month, that'll be when she uh, totally convinces all the smart fans online that she's legitimately injured for about the eighth time. Yep. I, I think so. I was like, oh, that bump, that couldn't have been, that, that, that couldn't have been a, a non-injury bump. <laughs> Had to be real. She gets them every time, Tim. Every time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, wish her well in everything she does. And I know she's going to be a superstar and the boss, no matter what it is. So and maybe, maybe a household name. So yeah, congratulations, Sasha, on that debut for The Mandalorian. Go check that show out if you haven't yet. Start at season one. Yeah, start at season one. It's it's worth it. It's very very well done. Um, moving on from Sasha, of course, you know, going to another. Well, she's beginning to be a celebrity in the entertainment world. Let's go to someone who started in a sport and then grew his celebrity because of sports, has shown up on wrestling program before in both WCW and WWE. And now it looks like he's headed to AEW, and that is his Shackness, Shaquille O'Neal. I, I'm not a basketball fan. But I know who Shaq is. Everybody knows who Shaq is. And so AEW, again, it hasn't happened yet. It doesn't happen until it happens. But 
it looks like it's going to happen because you know you don't really mention somebody on on your your weekly show unless you're sure um so uh jade cargill made her debut mm-hmm. and seemed really comfortable on the mic i'm looking forward to seeing more of her and what she has to offer yeah i like i liked what we saw um and and dropped shack's name saying that uh he's coming for cody yeah it's it's interesting because i mean we've heard for years and years and years they've been they were trying to put a shack versus the big show match for right. wrestlemania together yeah and it just never could materialize for whatever reason okay with that me personally i was yeah. fine with that not happening yeah um but shack is definitely a wrestling fan uh and a big one at that and if it gets some more eyes on AEW and more eyes on wrestling in general and get some new fans in there, I'm all for it. Uh, yeah. As long as it's done well. Right. Right. Well, and you know, even if it, let's say it isn't done well, it's still going to get more eyes. Oh right? yeah. Um, uh, th- there are people of two minds about this. The mind that you just expressed that it's, it's going, if AEW wants to be more than a niche product, they have to expand outside of the hardcore devoted wrestling fan. They have mm-hmm. to, because there aren't enough of us to make wrestling more than a niche product. So you do that through household name celebrities like Mike Tyson and mm-hmm. like Muhammad Ali and like Shaq. Yes. And I, you see people complaining about it too. Oh, this is not what AEW is supposed to be. It's supposed to just be pure wrestling. Well, first of all, we don't decide what AEW is supposed to be. It's their company. They can do what they want. But also, um, do you want them to succeed? And the stuff you love about AEW isn't going anywhere. You're still going to get that. They just have to appeal to as many people as possible to get as many eyes as possible on their product. If they ever want to compete seriously with WWE, not with NXT, and don't tell me NXT is the same thing because it's not if they want to compete seriously with WWE and, or even if that's not their goal, if they just want to expand and just want to be bigger, this is the kind of thing that they need to do. And so I like you, I'm, I'm for it. I don't know if it'll be a, an official match. And if so, how will that be? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they could go the route of um, WCW back in the day. It could be a tag match. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could have his own, like bring somebody in that Shaq is supporting, and he's just in his corner. There's a, a there's literally many many ways they could to could do this, but yeah, as, if you're AEW, it makes sense to bring him in. It's going to attract more sponsors because you're going to pop a rating if he shows up on TV, which I'm assuming is a done deal. He's going to show up on TV to promote whatever they're going to do, whether it's Mm -hmm. a match or whatever, Mm -hmm. which I'm assuming will be on a pay-per-view to increase pay-per-view buys. Yeah. Um, Crazy, crazy to put that on, on free TV. Yeah. Although, although they are putting Kenny Omega versus Moxley on TV. Yeah. And uh, I, I fully expect that title to change hands. Hmm. Could be, could I be. I think, I think, I think they're going to do that not only uh, to pop a rating, but um, I think it's it's about time. I mean, I love Mox, mm-hmm. I, I really do, but I also like Omega, and Omega kind of languished for a year in AEW's tag division, and you know, with the angle of him finding himself, right? And I mean, good long term storytelling on that. I got to give him credit. 
mm-hmm. and then him reinventing himself, going single, the breakup with um, um, Adam Page, Adam Page, uh, and winning that tournament for the number one contender spot for the title match. I, I think this will be Kenny's coming out party as champion it, for AEW. It, it, it could be. It could be. We'll, just, we'll see when we get there. It's what, early December, right? Yeah, just a few weeks away, really. All right. We got a little time. We, we, we'll see what their TV gives us. We'll, we'll get more insight and more clues as to what we might expect there. Yeah, but um, but Shaq in AEW, I think it's all good. I think it's all good. Yeah, no, very little harm. As long as nobody gets hurt, no harm's going to come from it. Right. Um, so, and what kind of match can they have? I don't know. Cody's good enough that he could pull something watchable out of it, even if Shaq is just stumbling around the whole time he he can at least bump around and make it look pretty good i think so yeah um yeah we'll we'll see it's something new and it's something different and it's something that's worth talking about so why not you're hoping go ahead i was was hoping for a tune-up match uh shack versus jungle boy Ah. (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) i think that would be good um uh let's uh kind of just uh touch on uh, a little bit more of uh of raw from uh last night or monday night mm-hmm. again we'll get this whole timing thing down at some point uh <laughs> uh the uh hurt business of course took on the new day for the tag team championships on raw um which had the possibility of changing up survivor series um but of course they defended successfully so we are going to get uh the new day moving on to survivor series uh but i i just want to touch on this because i literally busted a gut laughing uh, you literally busted your gut yes i how are to, you doing this podcast uh, i'm hooked up to a bunch of machines you can't hear the doctors in the background but i'm i'm very poor health and in the hospital right now because wow. uh, i laughed so hard <laughs> no but you better get this uploaded on time anyway i know right <sighs> man you're such a you're just it's on me god uh you called me a heel well that that's true this is true you are just i'm, I'm living just up living to the up, part yeah i'm living up to your expectations <laughs> but of course the hurt business cut a promo in the ring and of course we've spoken before love the hurt business love what they're doing mm-hmm. um only seem only thing they seemed out of place with their promo is you know like you know we're gonna win these t- you know lashley's gonna beat zane uh we're gonna beat kofi and xavier for the tag titles and then we're going to take down SmackDown. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> wait a minute. Lofty goal. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. That seemed a little out of place. Uh, but then, of course, Kofi and Xavier come out. And Kofi, channeling his inner R-Truth, uh, just rattles off some nonsense and says they shouldn't be called the hurt business. They should be called the jerk business. And you can guess why that made me laugh and if you go back and watch it keep your eye on xavier wood's face when kofi says that because even xavier is like oh god that's that's not going to come off well (laughs) yeah so so it 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 came off well enough um because he's willing to be laughed at so (laughs) and i mean charisma for days he owns it i love it yeah it just made me laugh so hard good match between it was uh, those teams though um Really, really enjoyed that. Uh, of course, we had uh, some Miz versus Bray Wyatt uh, as Rare well. Bray Wyatt match on television. Yes. Um, and, of course, 
last week we had Nikki Cross going to Alexa Bliss saying, you know, you got to choose me or the Fiend. She chooses the Fiend. We get a backstage segment. And Nikki Cross is like, you know, she's under the trance. I've, I've got to help her snap out of it. It's not her. I got to help my friend. And then, of course, Miz goes to the ring with Morrison and they're talking. And he's like, yeah, you know, you, you did some things and threatened my family. And I said some things I shouldn't have. But, you know, hey, frenzies, basically. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and Alexa comes out and says no. <laughs> no. Mm. And then, of course, Nikki comes out confronts her uh lexi smacks the crap out of her they do a little bit of brawling and then bray comes out and we get a little stare down between bray and nikki and what i alluded to earlier in the show is i think in my fantasy booking what i would love to see is i think we're obviously going to get nikki versus alexa and i think nikki loses and becomes part of the menagerie of bray wyatt's mm-hmm. um i also kind of happen to notice if you look Alexa Bliss had some very purple gear on that she was wearing, and so did Nikki. Uh, and it might be a little, you know, a little synergy in there. They could, could be, be kind of hinting at it. So that's could what be. I'd like to see. And then maybe they team up and go after the women's tag titles would be cool. Um, of course, you expressed you would love to see Alexa go against Asuka. Yeah, the women's we, title. Yeah, before we started recording, I, I said that my my hope throughout this whole Fiend storyline has been that. Alexa would be the one to eventually dethrone Asuka at some point. And uh, I think she's earning it too. Oh yes. Her performance. That spot with Morrison going over the, the barrier was awesome. Yeah. That was really, really cool. Um, of course. And then Ms. De, you know, get, gets Bray distracted with that. And for a second, you're just like, Oh, is Ms. Is Ms. going to steal a victory here? <laughs> um and he whips Bray into the corner, does the the clothesline kind of half out of the ropes. And then Bray just laughs and looks at him, drags him into a sister Abigail, and it's over. I love I, the finish. Yeah, well, and I, I just have loved Bray since he's come back and established the fiend as as his uh, his new persona. Just the, the duality, the dichotomy of the two separate characters. It's We've never seen anything like it. And, and audiences get so tired of things so quickly and they start complaining about things after, you know, three or four weeks. And I love it. I say, uh, keep it going. Yeah. I want more. I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, also I want to touch on, I, the, mostly cause I'm just not sure why we're going back to it is, you know, you had, you went to a segment and Jeff Hardy's going around backstage, tearing down these flyers that, um, Elias has put up because, mm-hmm. Where way back <laughs> at the beginning of the year, um, Elias thinks that Jeff Hardy hit him with a car. <laughs> yeah, we, we all know this is not the case, right? Um, but they're really leaning in. I thought we were done with this after the guitar on a pole match. You know, it was kind of the blow off match. Hardy won. I thought we were going to move on. Yeah, and then we get this. Now I will say I'll give lots of prop to Hardy. One of the best kind of I guess backstage performances i've seen him actually have mm-hmm. he got in elias's face and he's like you know if you want to sit there and go after me for something i definitely didn't do i'm gonna do something for you to come after me for yeah and, and it just i was like okay i like that it felt gritty it felt real and i was like yeah. okay at least i'm kind of invested in hardy's emotions right now yep even though i'm not really invested in these two continuing this feud 
Yeah, yeah. I, I will say that uh, another criticism I've heard of, of stories like this is using people's real life uh, struggles as part of stories. And it, it depends on how it's done. I mean, if you're, if you're pouring alcohol on a tied up Scott Hall, who's battling alcoholism in WCW or no, not in WCW, that was in uh, WWF. Yeah, that's not good. Um, but if you're doing it like this um, and the talent's okay with it, another perspective and Jeff Hardy himself said this, and it's something that I'd always thought is this can be inspiring to people who are struggling yes. with these sorts of things. Um, if they see somebody like Jeff Hardy is struggling or has struggled and is overcoming, calling that, calling attention to that can, can help people. It can help inspire people. Uh, that alone isn't going to be enough to get them through it. But, you know, if you're struggling with stuff like that, any little bit of help that you can get, any little bit of inspiration is important. So there's always another side. Um, but it, it does depend on how it's done. They, it's been done before poorly. Um, but if the talent's okay with it, then who is anybody else to to say no? Yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jeff Hardy, of course, has definitely had some of the lowest of lows. Uh, mm-hmm. If you've been following Jeff Hardy at all, the infamous match with Sting in TNA yeah. was one of the lowest points, I think. You want to explain that for people who don't know? Well, basically, uh, there was a title match. I believe Hardy was the on pay-per-view. Um, Hardy was the champion at the time. He was facing Sting, defending the belt. And he came out to the match totally messed up on Lord knows what. Whatever. Um, I can tell you it definitely wasn't just alcohol. Alcohol might have been involved, but there was definitely some other substance. The lights were on, but nobody was really home. Um, And not a story. It wasn't a story. story. This is not. This is totally for real. Uh, Backstage. I believe Bischoff was with TNA at the time and he mm-hmm. was in the gorilla position mm-hmm. uh, right before the curtain, before right before the curtain. And um, he was trying to stop Hardy from going out and they were trying to figure out what they're going to do on the fly. Cause it's, you know, live on pay-per-view. Yeah. And he said, he basically took his eyes off Hardy for like a second and then Hardy went out. Yeah. And they had to be like, okay, get staying a bit. Okay. You're just going to have to, you're going to kind of have to just force it. Yeah. Like just go in and do it. You know, they, I think Bischoff came out to the ring before the match and they were, you know, just trying to get something figured out, but even watching it, you knew something was wrong and they finally got out of it. Sting of course, took the belt after just, I just, what an embarrassment and just, just wow. Kind of moment mm-hmm. in wrestling. Uh, but he's bounced back from that. Now he's had a few other incidents um, since then, but nothing quite to that level. Um, on camera, at least on camera, at least. And now it seems like, you know, he's cleaned himself up. He's back. Uh, he's doing what Jeff Hardy does, which is after all these years, still doing crazy, crazy spots and doing Mm -hmm. stuff and entertaining as I'll get out in the ring. Um, but yeah, so I, it can be inspiring to see someone who's hit that low and now seems to be overcoming it. Yeah. And, 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 in the spotlight and doing something very well. And yes, I hopefully they continue to do it the right way and they don't take this kind of mirroring of real life in the wrong direction. Right. 
Right. But some people just feel better putting their stuff out there too. That's true. It might, it might be good for Jeff to, to not ignore it and to just acknowledge it and say, Hey, this was part of me. Yeah. It's not not who I am now, but everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody's special. That's right. (laughs) Um, Let's roll right into uh, survivor series. Let's talk about what's coming up. Uh, this Sunday, of course, um, got several matches uh, that we know for sure right now. Now, of course, it is Wednesday. This could change on SmackDown. Um, we also don't know two of the participants in the women's uh, SmackDown match. They, I'm assuming we will get announced uh, this Friday, one of which I do expect to be Billy Kay. Uh this um, they can have Billy Kay versus Peyton Royce. Well, we know who it won't be. It won't be Chelsea Green. Well, that's true. That's true. It won't be Chelsea Green. If you were watching SmackDown, she made her debut. And, of course, she had been injured. Uh, and that's why we hadn't seen her in a while. And she finally made her debut. And, what, like, in the first two minutes of the match, she breaks yeah. her wrist. She breaks her Was she injured before? Uh, yeah. From what I understand, it was a wrist injury. That she was coming off of. I just thought she was off TV for for creative reasons. But whatever. Yeah, she definitely has broken her wrist this time and has had surgery on it already. Uh, She was there and they made such a big deal about her coming out. She got a pretty pretty grand entrance. Mm -hmm. And uh, it looked like she was set to win. And then suddenly she just wasn't on camera anymore in this fatal four way and they weren't mentioning her and they just, they just pretended she wasn't part of the match. And it was odd. And I I suspected that she was hurt. Tamina disappeared too. So I would imagine Tamina was out there trying to help her. Um, And uh, in the meantime, you've got uh, Liv Morgan and Natalia. And then eventually Tamina rejoins them. And, you know, to me, Liv Morgan held that match together. Mm -hmm. Um, Natalia honestly looked a little lost and a little unsure of what to do. And Liv kept it going. She knew that, I mean, what's Liv going to do to help Chelsea Green? Liv can't do anything to help Chelsea Green and neither can Natalia. So she knew that Chelsea was being taken care of. And um, Liv has, when when she's given a chance, she makes the most of it. Uh, I don't know if you remember her match with Asuka from earlier this year. It was really good. Yes. Um, Liv can go. And so um, I, I, I'm glad she got the spot on the Survivor Series team. Uh, I don't know. I, I, what about Bailey? You think Bailey will be a part of it? Uh, I think it would be odd for her not to, although I would, would not be surprised if she gets involved in Sasha and Asuka's match. Mm-hmm. Storyline-wise, um, it wouldn't make sense to not want Bailey on that team. She's not. That's true. Anything. That's true. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, she could pull double duty, of course. Could also do mm-hmm. that and also show up there. Right. Um, and then the story has been that Natalia has been trying to get on the team and failing over and over and over to do it. So does she try again on Friday and fail again, or does she try again and succeed? Yeah. So there's a lot of ways they could go with it with those two open spots. Um, also, if you believe the dirt sheets uh, as far as the Chelsea green uh, audible is what we'll call it uh, originally. Cause apparently they were changing the show like right up until the beginning of the show, which is not nothing new. We've heard lots of talk of that with some of the shows raw, mostly uh, over the past several months, but originally live was supposed to win. 
And then at last second, they changed it to debut Chelsea and have her get the win only to have her be injured and then have to kind of go back to original plans. Um, again, that's if what the dirt sheets report are true. Uh, it could be, who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I am real interested uh, to see on Friday uh, who gets those final two spots. Like I say, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Billy Kay gets in there. Maybe she defeats Natalia for one of the final spots. Yep. Um, and you can keep that Natalia kind of storyline rolling in the background. Mm-hmm. And then I agree. It's like, why wouldn't you want Bailey on your team? Yeah. Why isn't Bailey the captain <laughs> for yeah. crying out loud? Yeah. Um, but. And, you know, having Natalia lose again could be a way to start a rivalry for her that's not based around a title. We need more women's rivalries not based around championships. And so. So we can get some more matches that don't have to be revolved around a gimmick match like Survivor Series or titles. Yeah. So if Billy Kay were to beat her, uh, maybe she would come out on Sunday and cause Billy to be eliminated or something like that and start something up for both of them. Yeah. Uh, well, let's so, roll. well, we we also had two changes on the Raws. Oh, that's true. Yes. Uh, Raw had a couple of changes. Um, one similarly due to injury, even though it wasn't uh, on the night. Uh, uh, of course, in the match with the six, the six woman match with Mandy Rose, Oscar, Dana Brooke taking on Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler and Lana. Um, they did an angle where Mandy Rose got hurt during the match. Of course, uh, apparently this is cause she may have hurt her shoulder the week before. So they needed to basically write her out as we say. Um, and then they did an angle later with Dana Brooke getting attacked by, uh, Mia Yim, uh, reckoning, I think is her retribution character reckoning, right. um, to take her out of the match. And then, uh, Adam Pierce comes on and tells us that they'll be replaced none other than by Peyton Royce and uh, Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. <laughs> you know, having I, Peyton Royce on there would be interesting to put Billy on the opposite team. Yeah, uh, I, lo- I like Peyton. I'm not the biggest Lacey Evans fan. Um, mm-hmm. She just hasn't gripped me in her performances yet. Mm-hmm. I think she's got loads of potential. Um, mm-hmm. I just think we haven't got there yet. Um, I, don't, I don't have strong feelings on her either way, um, but I'd prefer her over Dana Brooke myself. Ah, yeah. Um, um, who do you think is going to win this? Let's let's call it. Uh, it's it's hard to say when we don't know the full team, but I I kind of think, and well, it's kind of this is probably going to be my super out there prediction, like mm-hmm. the the one that it's like, yeah it's plausible but very improbable i think lana wins as the sole survivor of her team thinking that too my only question is how do they eliminate bianca belair because she's getting such a strong push right now uh how do you want to get rid of her i think if you do it the right way Shayna baszler can be the mm-hmm. one to eliminate her and it doesn't or hurt her that much. Something along the lines of Bianca and Shayna going to a double count getting each other counted out. That would work. Yeah, something like that. Um, I think Lana will be the reason that Naya mm-hmm. gets eliminated mm-hmm. um, in some way. Uh, some, you know, maybe somehow, uh, God, I, I really mean somehow she puts Naya through a table which i think that's what it's leading to at some point i don't see how it can't be 
Right. Especially right. if you're trying to build Lana up as this massive baby face through all this, which is right. what they're kind of saying. Um, I think it has I'm, to end. I'm guessing way. Lana gorilla press slams Naya from the inside to the outside through a table. That would be just, I, I don't know if I could watch wrestling after that. It would be the most perfect moment ever. <laughs> that, that would be it for you. Can't top it. I'm done. I'm I out. I can't top it. I'm out. I'm good. <laughs> Podcast is yours. I'm gone. Take it over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, you could have, if you play it right, the whole Natalia thing, not being able to get in on the team. So she wants to make them lose. She can help cause uh, the people on SmackDown to lose. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm 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 with you on this. I was thinking that too that Lana somehow wins because she's being treated as the one who doesn't belong in the match, and yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I think I think Lana survives. And so, so maybe it's not as out there as I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, um, let's move uh, right into our Team Raw versus Team SmackDown on the men's side. Um, of course, on Raw we've got AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and. I'm still going to call him Matt Riddle. I don't care if they take his first name away. I think it's that. Now, I personally do not like that they've been doing this to performers. I don't. Yeah. It's like, I just don't get it. It he sounds like a Batman villain now. Yeah. Just just add the R and call him the mm-hmm. Riddler. Give him a green mm-hmm. hat. Yeah. Uh, versus Team SmackDown, which is Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and one spot still left to be determined. I'm going to call them Owens, Uso, Rollins, Corbin, and Determined. Okay, determined. <laughs> All right. Um, so what do you think? How do you think this one plays out? I'll let you take the ball on this one. Again, it's hard not knowing who that last person's going to be. Would oh. Daniel Bryan come back? And maybe, But he already lost his spot, so they're kind of doing that with Natalia. He lost it to Jey Uso. So any ideas for that last spot? Uh, uh, I, you know, uh, Murphy? maybe murphy possibly and then you can have the tension between him and rollins kind of Mm -hmm. spilling over into that match could easily you know count for one of them or both of them getting eliminated because they go on their own little feud outside the ring and leave the area you know get counted out whatever Mm -hmm. um or uh maybe otis Mm -hmm. who he he also already lost true to uh, Uh, aj styles Maybe he gets a second chance. They might do a second chance thing. They've done yeah, that before. That's true. And maybe with uh, the what is the Alpha program or what is it that uh, Shorty or not Shorty? Sorry, not Shorty G anymore. Oh no, Chad. Uh, Chad, Chad Gable. His uh, Al, I can't remember. It was Alpha something um, that he wanted uh, Otis to to oh, join. Yes. Um, so right. maybe something like that. So I could easily see Murphy or or Otis being thrown in there, or, I mean, they could go a completely different direction. You just never know. Yeah. Um, Raw has historically dominated the Survivor Series events. Um, and I don't know if I should expect that to keep going or or expect them to, to swing the momentum in the other direction. I've already predicted Raw to win the Women's Survivor Series match. Looking at the names, it's, it's hard for me to envision Keith Lee and AJ Styles both losing right now um so i'm 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 gonna go with the men's side this time as as well okay i actually am going to go with smackdown 
Okay. Uh, my my thinking. I mean, they've they've been planting so, and of course, they could be doing this just to be like, ha ha. You thought we we're going to do something? They're planting that seeds that that team just can't get along. Mm-hmm. So you could easily have them lose and it not really hurt anyone's credibility Mm -hmm. um, because they can't seem to get along at all. There's too much infighting. Um, So I could see that going down. That's kind of why I think maybe SmackDown takes this one, especially since like, as you say, raw typically is the one to win this match. Um, But not just the match, but the the pay-per-view. I mean, the the one year where they won every match on the pay-per-view proper. Yeah. The new day won on the, on the kickoff show. Yeah. So we shall see. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Team SmackDown on the men's side for this one. Uh, let's move on to uh, the tag team championships. Of course, as since you just mentioned the New Day, uh, Kofi and Xavier are going to be taking on the Street Profits. Uh, I think this is just going to be a fun match. This yeah. is going to be a good. No matter what, this is going to be a good match. Yeah. Um, interesting if maybe Big E shows up. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I I don't want him to turn him heel. I don't think he needs to be turned heel, especially when you've got monster heel Roman on SmackDown. No, I don't think he needs to be a heel. I don't, I don't think he will be either. But I do think he, he will have some sort of presence in this because they have been yeah. building to that. So uh, I think it's just going to be one heck of an entertaining match. I... Oh, it's I don't know. This one's a tough one to call. It is a tough one to call. Um because I, I think you're I think Biggie somehow is gonna be involved in this match, even if it's just outside the ring, uh maybe at commentary. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um oh, I just don't I, I'm calling yeah. the street profits. I think they need they need yeah. the win. I think they need the win more. Yeah. And I think I, th- I think that's true. So I, I I tend to agree. I think Street Profits take this one. Um, let's move on to uh, Bobby Lashley taking on Sami Zayn. Of course, got United States Champion versus Intercontinental Champion um, Lashley, who I think is doing great in his role as uh, United States Champion, along with the Hurt Business, and of course Zayn is just magnificent. He, he's everything I love in wrestling. He's doing so well with the character that he's playing and the, and the new ways to get out of situations and win matches. Yeah. Just fantastic. Um, he doesn't have to win this one though. He's going to be champion no matter what here. Yeah. So uh, the hurt business is getting a major, major push and I don't see any harm to Sammy. Sammy's one of my favorites. Uh, he's in my, my, my fave five as Booker T would say it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see any harm in him losing this match. So I'm calling Lashley for this one. Yeah. I, I think Lashley takes this one. Um, but yeah, I think we'll get some really good Sammy hijinks in there. Yep. Um, and it'll he'll, be, he'll have some stuff up his sleeve to try to win. Oh yes. Uh, but hurt business probably, or at least MVP will be at ringside mm-hmm. and probably mitigate some of those tactics. So yeah. I think Lashley walks away with the W there. Um, let's move on to the women's championship match. Uh, you got Asuka versus Sasha Banks. Uh, this is going to be possibly match of the night. I think it most likely match of the night. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it has the the best chance to be just on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and based of, on what we've seen from them before. Yeah. 
they always put on good matches. They are both at the top of their game and top of their respective divisions for a reason. Um, and I think they, they're just going to wrestle the lights out of the place. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as who's going to win, I think this, is, I, I don't know that we get through this match without outside interference. Mm-hmm. Um, either. For, and it could be from both. We might see reckoning show up. We might see Bailey or Carmella. Mm-hmm. show up I, I think this could go a, a, a bunch of different ways i think ultimately i think sasha gets the win though she kind of needs it in the rivalry um she's technically beaten oscar before but as a heel and so it wasn't in any sort of convincing fashion so now they're both faces and strong faces so i'm with you that nobody can really lose too convincingly here um it wouldn't surprise me if carmella got involved and oscar didn't even know it um so for that reason to add more heat to sasha and carmella i'm gonna say that's what happens and oscar gets the win although i hope i'm wrong i would love to see sasha take this one the one thing i don't want to see um is like all three women interfere and the match get tossed. Yeah. I want there to be a winner one way or the other. Yeah. Um, I think if there's a match where there's a danger of no winner, it's probably this one. Yeah. I think it does hold the biggest danger of that, but I just hope they don't do it. Yeah. Um, so you say, Oscar, I'm going to stick with Sasha. Um, Calling Oscar, crossing my fingers for Sasha. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm an Oscar fan, so yep. we'll say calling Sasha. <laughs> and crossing your fingers. I would time. like Oscar to win just because yeah. I like Oscar. Um, let's roll into the men's championship. Um, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Of course, they planted seeds with this so heavy on SmackDown already. Mm-hmm. Last week's SmackDown, of course, um, which kind of made you think, yeah, I'm not going to be surprised when McIntyre wins that belt from Orton like he did on Raw. Mm-hmm. And now it rolls right into this. Um, monster heel versus, I mean, huge push uh, for monster yeah. face. And this one's going to be an interesting one to call, but I don't see any way of Roman losing. Yeah, it's hard to see either. Kind of like with Sasha and Asuka, it's hard to see either of them losing right now. I mean, Drew just won the championship. Yeah. So do you send him right into a match where he loses? Um, but Roman is is just owning everything he does right now, and losing would hurt either one. Yes. And I don't think we get out of this one with a draw or some sort of non-finish. Yeah, um, I, th- I think s- someone's hand gets raised. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, you know, well, you know, Drew beat Jey Uso on SmackDown. It's true. And I can see Jay costing Drew the match. Yeah. To, to prove his worth to Roman. True, yeah. I'm going with Roman. I'm going with Roman, and uh, my bonus prediction, of course, 10 years to the day since he did it before, Miz cashes in on Drew, new WWE champion, Miz. I'd, I'd be all for that. I, I, I enjoyed his previous world championship reign. I was at WrestleMania 27, where he defended against uh, John Cena and 
uh, most people don't think of it as a great WrestleMania. We had a great time at the WrestleMania. I was there with my sister and brother-in-law. We had a great time at that WrestleMania. Although I think every prediction I made was wrong. Um, <laughs> Michael Cole even beat Jerry Lawler. Like, what was that? Um, <laughs> that was the one. That was the one I felt safe with. Um, like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, what? Um but I, I enjoyed, I thought he was a great champion and I, I was kind of disappointed to see him drop back down the card after he lost it. So I, I would be all for uh, Drew losing in his first title defense and uh, keeping that going, I guess. But I don't know. We'll see. That's a, that's a big call to make. It's a big call to make. Um, and like, and people are like, Oh, where do you go from that? And I've got ideas for that. Obviously I think Miz, you can him versus the fiend. You can continue yeah. that. Uh, and then you can have Seamus, who's been buddy buddy with Drew, be like, "Ah, oh, fella, you know, mm-hmm. you yeah. had your, you won it, and then you lost it. What, what's going on, man? You're making us all look bad." And then you get that yeah. feud that doesn't have to have the title, right? Um, and because now they're saying for the longest time we were hearing that they were trying to build possibly to Orton versus a returning Edge mm-hmm. going into WrestleMania season. And now they're saying it could be Edge versus The Fiend. Yeah. And this would be a way to transition into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I want Miz to just be a transitional champion. I want him to right. hold it at least a couple months. Yeah. Um, maybe drop it at Rumble mm-hmm. if he were to win it. Um, that would kind of make him a transitional champion. That's not very long. That is, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you don't want to have him drop it right before WrestleMania. No. Um, and then edge winning rumble to go against the fiend yeah um i could see that i could see them go in that direction it's a way it could work now will it happen who knows this is just a prediction it's very off the wall a lot of moving parts no inside information here folks i am just throwing my my guess uh but i will toot my own horn i called rollins cashing in to make a three-way and win the belt at wrestlemania uh was it 31 uh yes yeah um i I remember i put on facebook before the show started my little list of predictions and that was it at the end Ah, all right and it came to came to be so see if that magic see if i got any more of that magic left in me in the predictions you got one (laughs) got one got one (laughs) another one another (laughs) one (laughs) shout out to one of my favorite commercials um i don't know what he's talking about either people Oh, <laughs> don't worry. I don't, I don't know either. I'm with you all. I'm with all of you right now. Hey, if you know, you know, anyway, <laughs> uh, that kind of wraps up our uh, SmackDown prediction or not a SmackDown our survivor series predictions um, for this uh, upcoming Sunday. Uh, of course, I'll be watching. I know Steve, you'll be watching. Mm-hmm. Of course we got SmackDown before that. So Good Lord, who knows what could get shaken up or changed by then. Mm-hmm. Some of this, some of what we've talked about may not even matter by the yeah. time we get to, to Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's our debut show. Um, we hope you've enjoyed uh, the time with us today. We hope you come back. Now, we've got uh, big plans uh, for the whole week. Uh, we're going to be having bonus episodes show up every day, uh, with we the exception can. of saturday and sunday of course every weekday Mm -hmm. so uh, of course we have this show that's dropping today wednesday uh tomorrow we've got a retro review of king of the ring at 1996 um 
first pay-per-view that uh we went to together mm-hmm. first, um, first wrestling show period yeah together. yeah uh yeah first wrestling show period my I mean, first one was a pay-per-view, which is awesome. Um, but uh, then we have Friday, our um, evolution of women in wrestling episode. And uh, which is just a, a kind of a look back at why we really, really love uh, the women's product right now. Uh, and kind of a look back at how it changed all the way from the 80s up until today. Uh, then, of course, we'll have Saturday, Sunday off. Monday, uh, we have a very special tribute episode uh, for the six-month anniversary of the passing of Hanukkah Um And then Tuesday, we have our Top 10 show where we just kind of talk about uh, Top 10 things in history that we loved uh, with you at your Top 10 favorite matches. Mm-hmm. And with me, it's my top 10 favorite moments. Yeah. Uh, and that's a real fun show. We hope you join us for all of those. So we got plenty of content for you to check out uh, for this first week. If you like it, please uh, like us, give us a big old five star frog splash rating. As I saw you say in one of our Facebook comments, uh, like, share and subscribe. Tell your friends. If you've got friends who are wrestling fans. Let them know about the show, um, and we hope you come back. Now, we want to leave you every show with one thing that we absolutely loved in the world of professional wrestling uh, in the past week, uh, and just something we we really dug on. I'm gonna I'll, I'll kick it off and start. Um, I loved, 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 loved Randy Orton's little tribute that he put up on uh, i believe it was twitter or his instagram uh honoring the passing of eddie guerrero which of course i believe it was 15 years mm-hmm. um last thursday if i'm not mistaken um and i just i just loved that and the outpouring of the people appreciating and remembering eddie because he was just such a great superstar one of my favorites um and so charismatic and one that was gone too soon definitely Yep. Uh, for me, a little lighter. I we've already talked about it. I loved Liv Morgan getting that spot on the Survivor Series team. Um, she's she looked like she was getting a, a shot at a singles run earlier this year, and then Ruby Riot came back and she got pushed back into the tag team. And yes, this is a tag team match, but she won it in a singles in a singles setting. And um, hopefully, it reminded people of what she's capable of, and uh, we'll be seeing more from her uh, outside of the the Riot Squad. I agree. I, I like Liv Morgan and I hope it does lead to some kind of singles run for her. Uh, before we go, of course, I have to issue my three count challenge for next week. Um, and could I kind of dovetail into this? Just one tiny little extra news tidbit. Of course, if you're a video game fan, AEW kind of had their big Apple spoof to announce their plans for video games in the future, which is very exciting. So I challenge you to your three favorite wrestling video games of all time. Mm, okay. Lots to choose from. That's right. There's a big, big library to go into on that. And that's what we'll kick off the show with next week here on Positively Wrestling. Steve, anything to add before we head out? No, everybody enjoy Survivor Series and uh, let us know what your top three favorite wrestling video games are. Yep, we will see you next week. Stay positive, everybody. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at PlusWrestleCast. 
That's P-L-U-S-W-R-E-S-T-L-E-C-A-S-T. On Twitter, at Plus WrestleCast. You can also find me, at Timothy K., and Stephen at Bizarro Doom. Also, search for us on Facebook by just typing in Positively Wrestling. We hope you enjoy the show and we'll tune back in for many, many weeks to come. Thanks for listening to Positively Wrestling.